Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Stick with the Japanese animation. And welcome to the Otaku Host Club podcast. I, of course, am Amelia, and I am always joined here with Jeff and Dan. God is in heaven. And I'm very tired. And I'm at the bottom of the netherworld. Yeah, I was at the top of the <laughs> netherworld on an airplane. I slept for about an hour. Now I'm here. Did you get to see the size of our hole? Mm, no. Maybe I'd, I'd <laughs> slept on the plane. <laughs> I wasn't complaining about being hungover, but you know, you've had like an hour of sleep, two hours of sleep. So yeah, I want. I will be hungover tomorrow. <laughs> Perfect time for work. <laughs> I'm so drunk I can barely see, but it helps me get to another day. We had a little gaming party yesterday. I had a weird combination of drinks. Sake. Mm. Oh, shit. Bourbon. Oh, shit. And beer. Oh, no. Sheck. A Sheck the- beer. Oh, that, I wasn't say That's your Sheck mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is that beer? <laughs> I went into, what? Well, I went into the liquor store, right? And just a quick anecdote. Uh, I walked out with this pilsner, and this guy was perched on the on the top of his hood with his arm up, right? And this like stocky man, kind of looked like a gangster, and his trunk was open. And he goes, "Best beer in the world. Check check beer is the best beer in the world." And I'm like, "I'm like, is it really?" He's like, "Yes, it is." And I was just like, "Who is this guy? Who is he waiting for?" <laughs> You know, I, I, it was, was, was he a odd. Czech? Was he a Czech? He's, dude? He said it with with a European accent, so I can only assume yeah, perhaps he, he was Czech. Himself. Yeah, mm. Mm. got you. Czech Czech Republic is supposed to have really good beer. Delicious. Yeah, I've had some of the best beers from the from that country. So mm. he's not wrong. But I'm sure you go to like Germany and they're going to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's. Local beer is the best beer. Yeah, it's true. What games were you guys playing? Checked out Overwatch 2, um, which has had oh. some issues at the game. Yeah, I, I watched the uh, Mr. Video Game Donkey video of Overwatch 2, which was kind of comical. Was he talking about the uh, attack, cyber attack? Unless $5 million is transferred to the following account, I will capsize five oil tankers. Uh, he didn't say the word cyber attack, but he had screenshots of waiting for 20,000 people to, in the <laughs> queue. You know, 40,000 yep. people in the queue. And just five minutes of him not being able to connect. 
Yeah. It was the video. The video was like five or eight minutes long or something. It's just screenshots of him not being able to connect while he narrates <laughs> over. Oh my God. I heard the waiting rooms were really long. They cleared it. They, they must have fixed it because mm. we, were, we were able to connect pretty quickly mm. until we weren't, until one of the two of us were just sitting idly and couldn't connect to a game. So, oh, no. Mm. It's fun though. It was a fun game. Better than the I don't want to say it's better than the first one. I'm not a, I'm not like a you know a stan or anything of this game, mm-hmm. but it's fun to play with you know your friends. Yeah, yeah. These I feel like these modern video games are too fast for me. I don't have the reaction time to to deal with something like Overwatch. As far as I can tell, like when I watch gameplay of these games on the on youtube or whatever it just seems like that this there's too much information coming at you too quickly mm-hmm. yeah you know, sometimes when, when i'm playing genshin i'm like button mashing the shit out of it because like i just have no idea what's actually happening there's so many like <laughs> yeah, yeah there's so many elemental reactions happening at the same time and explosions that i just like don't even know where i am in space you know, giant giant robot games are a lot easier in this way because giant robots tend to be pretty lumbering. You know, they're not, not exactly quick, so you have a little bit more time to process what's going on and react to it. Mm. It's a easier tempo for me. Overwatch is like the <laughs> jumping screens, jumping all over the place. People are changing their viewpoints, and so much happening so quickly. <laughs> came to laugh at you i think about that when when chris when i was living with chris and pam and they were trying to play uh starcraft competitively and they were streaming on pam was streaming it on twitch oh man chris was telling me oh it's be good at starcraft you have to get like i don't know like however many like a hundred moves per minute or or like um yeah, 200 moves per minute, like with all the hotkeys on your keyboard, you're just clacking yeah. and clacking, you know. And that's like, like chess, man. That's like a chess game yeah. on a computer. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, I, that's I have why I respect, like it. I have my respect for anyone who plays that Nuclear game that well. Detected. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly why they liked it. And uh, yeah, I, I never really played StarCraft, never owned it. Um, but I just think about the like, Hundred moves. I forget exactly how many moves it was. Somebody will have to correct me. But yeah, hundred moves a minute, clackety clacking. So like, it's too much. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. That ain't happening for me. Speaking of better, clackety clacking, yeah, yeah, sure. People have been clackety clacking all up in our Discord server. It's true. The Discord feels busier than it used to be. It started um, to take on its own life and community. If you haven't been on there yet, you ought to go check it out. Yeah, you can check it out just like these people did. Sugoi Summit and Proper Gander. Thanks for joining, hanging out, chatting with us. <laughs> I'm seeing so many people's dogs. It's amazing. <laughs> Send me all the pictures of all of your dogs. I really want one. I've been begging Steven to get me a dog for like two years now. Maybe this year it will happen. Maybe he'll get you a, a ma. Oh my god, so soon. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Discord. I've been trying to get on there more, and 
just you know talk to people i've yeah. I've, I've i've turned my attention from instagram to to discord oh, hey. mm-hmm. <laughs> i have been doing so bad but i've had i've had a lot of family stuff this this month something mm. wild so mm-hmm. I think we'll have to do uh, something with Segoy Summit at some point. Yeah, hit us up. We'll reach out. One of us, some of us. Yeah. All of us. Well, we need to go hang out with Matt some more. Mm. I listened to their episode on Koikaze. So it was very good. I enjoyed yeah. hearing their thoughts about it. Cute. I got I got all caught up with everybody. I listened to Otaku Melancholy episode on Koi Kaze, then Strictly Series episode on um, Odd Taxi, then Anime Brothers episode on uh, uh, Fuck. What was what was the one that I was listening to the other day? I was doing mail order all day and night. Oh, so look at you time. catching yeah. up with our friends. Caught up uh, caught up with everybody real quick. That's so nice. No, I was listening to Anime Brothers episode on Koi Kaze. Mm. That's right. And I talked a melancholy episode on um, that, that weird show that Matt claims is one of his top 10 favorite anime. And I was like, really? This random ass? Um, Sukiga Kira. Oh, that's one of mine too. Really? You, yeah. guys, you guys love this? This I watched this anime because it got a lot of critical acclaim, but mm-hmm. it, it didn't didn't make an impact on me really. I just, um, like, didn't didn't really get it, or I, not that I didn't get it, but like didn't didn't think it was particularly special. Mm, I watched it while it was airing. Mm. I, I think maybe the the weekly watch of that show is a uh, different than the overall watch of that show because like it's it kind of feels like um, you get a snippet of this like relationship blooming. It's definitely not like romance. It's definitely love discovery. Like they're discovering like how all of that kind of stuff and those feelings work. And I think sure. that's what makes it cool. But also sure. I haven't seen it since um, I watched it the first time. So maybe I wouldn't like it now, but but <laughs> uh, well, yeah, listening to Matt and Andre talk about it made me feel like I should go back and give it another watch. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, could only remember or contextualize so much of what they were saying because it's been a couple of years since I've watched it. Mm, same. But yeah, if we think of love, I mean, what is the best love discovery anime? School days. <laughs> Hands down. Everybody Definitely. Watch, watch school days. Isn't, isn't that what your high school love feels like? You like actually don't really love people that much. You just love having sex. <laughs> <laughs> It's all about the sex. Baby. Uh, Bleach. Bleach is officially on Hulu. And Hulu. Disney Ugh. Plus. That's so bizarre. Why why would who who did that? Why did that happen? Why That's is it so taking weird. so long for That's this, so weird? This like Weren't you saying thing? Disney bought Hulu? Oh, seriously? Weren't you saying that, Dan? Somebody was saying No, that. I didn't say that. Somebody was saying Disney bought Hulu so that Disney can put things on Hulu that they can't put on their Disney platform. This, some, dude, somebody got to do something about Disney. Disney's getting out of control. Why <laughs> is Disney buying things that they can't put on Disney Plus? Like, stop selling your things to Disney. 
you know <laughs> it's, it's like these it's, it's the same as like these landlords or property owners selling shit to big banks you know it's like just stop <laughs> stop it's, it's not good for society yeah maybe in five or ten years disney plus will be like the next crunchy roll or Ugh. something equivalent to crunchy roll yeah, Dis- Disney needs. Yeah, Disney needs to fuck off. We don't want Disney all up in our anime. At least okay, I well, don't. Well, now that you said that, you didn't say that. Don't quote me on that because I don't, <laughs> don't want to be wrong. Okay. I was pretty sure it was you that said that, though. No, I didn't say that. Sorry. Damn. Okay. I just absorbed it from somewhere. Yeah, I think sometimes I think it's like that because everyone's absorbing someone else. It just feels that way. Hmm. Well, there's some truth to that. There are a lot of you know different kinds of mergers happening, yeah. various degrees of behind the scenes. So D- Disney owns two thirds of Hulu. Okay. To Comcast, one third. Okay. Thought that I okay. knew something was happening. Okay. Interesting. I'm gonna open my coffee. I'm so sorry. Okay. I hope you didn't hear that. Why? Why does Disney <laughs> own two thirds of Hulu? What? I mean, I guess I have Marvel. I was like, what possibly yeah. are, are they? How many Disney movies are there? <laughs> how the fuck many are there? There can't be that many. Yeah. I mean, Disney got Marvel. Disney got Star Wars. Yeah. So it's probably a lot. Mm-hmm. But all of those franchises, I care very little about. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we should give out a shout out. Of respect to our Discord user Knucklehead for oh. watching Bleach respect. to get prepped for the new season. That's a mighty undertaking. Throw some respect on his name. Yeah, I. <laughs> it uh, that takes a long time to rewatch Bleach, and I, I don't. I just don't have it in me, and I, I'm not convinced Bleach would really work that well for me at 35 compared to when I watched it at 19 or 20 or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, same like when I was watching Naruto with Talib's kids, I was also had a feeling like, dude, I, you know, part of me is still having my heartstrings tugged at by the story of Naruto. And, you know, I'm, I'm like still into it, but also I felt like, it was kind of, kind of boring. No, <laughs> no, don't say that. I've literally never rewatched it. And I don't think I could. I don't know if I should. I feel like I would hate it. <laughs> Well, the yeah. thing, yeah, it's 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 really the it's it's the difference of how things impact you when you don't know what's going to happen next mm-hmm. versus when you do, right? Because like you watch Naruto, watch Bleach, Dragon Ball Z, another great example of this the, the first time through, and you don't know that it's going to be like three to four episodes of tension before anything happens, and you know you don't know exactly what's going to you know what the outcome is. So there's some layer of of intrigue or some layer of of suspense or excitement anticipation that's coming but once you already know what's going to happen having to rewatch it and yeah like what do you get out of rewatching things you know when we rewatch things we can turn a more critical lens towards it because we already know what's going to happen mm. so then we appreciate it on a different kind of level right We're, we don't appreciate it for its freshness we appreciate it 
or it's uh, you know like for deeper deeper thoughts and feelings, deeper themes, things that we can really sink our teeth into because we you know are already know what's going to happen. Now we can really think about what's going to happen. But there ain't nothing to think about with Naruto or Bleach or anything like that. It's uh, just kind of droll, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel I, I'm, and, but I, I feel bad thinking like, am I really never going to rewatch Bleach? I mean, Soul Society art kicks ass, you know, and I liked all the stuff with the wizards. I, I can still clearly remember the scene where the uh, little blonde wizard gets carried off by the uh, guy with with the hat, and they're talking about how much they hate humans. And it's just got a really uh, eloquent feeling of, of melancholy to it, feeling of kind of low-level despair that I found really appealing. And I think I'm really never going to rewatch that scene because Bleach is just too boring. Like, it makes me kind of sad. <laughs> I but if I were to rewatch 200 episodes, 300 episodes of Bleach, I'll never make it through uh, um, uh, Urusei Yatsura. Well, that, yeah, well, there's two different yeah, apples and oranges, but yeah, yeah I, I, know. I could barely get through the first few episodes of Bleach. It didn't, it didn't hit me oh, back, word. back yeah. in the day. And then I feel like if I try to do it to your point now, I don't think it, uh, it'd be like, you know, pulling teeth essentially. And then once you watch a few enough shonen anime, you're, you kind of just like get the recipe. You just yeah, yeah, throw yeah. in some extra ingredients, some spices yeah. And you got uh, you got the same shit. <laughs> yeah, truth. Mm. You just throw a little JJK spice on that Naruto, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got I gotta get into JJK. It's good, but it's shonen. Oh, what about uh, there's there's new episodes of JoJo's Part Six? Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I've been watching that actually. <laughs> oh, you have? Okay, I was gonna yeah. say, and nobody seems to really be watching it or memeing it or you know. No. I am the feeling this. about it seems kind of low key right now. Well, to be, I've seen five episodes at this point, and it kind of seems more low key than the first. I mean, the first part because like it's it, the first part was like building up to something, and I feel like yeah. the climax kind of happened, and now it's kind of like plateaued to a just like the kind of like JoJo style of storytelling where like you're in a mm. fight. And you explain that part of the fight, and then the other person explains the other part of the fight, and then mm-hmm. the nigga they did it, and it, and yeah. So I think I Netflix know. killed the hype of the show. Honestly, yeah. I kind of want to talk about that because, like, there's no reason for this show to not like stay elevated because of like how inca- in- encapsulating is that a word? Is that the word I want? Engrossing the first part of that yeah, of yeah, that yeah. series is Truth. and. The fact that I had like a, you know, like two months, three month break in between and I'm not getting that constant stream, mm-hmm. like my brain kind of turns it off. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think like I watched I was watching it and I was like, I kind of feel like I want to just wait until all of it's out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. And, and I'm, I'm kind of copying trash taste talking points here because I watched them discuss this exact topic um, in a little clip. Um, but they were, they were correct. You know, their, their observation was, was really astute and relevant. They were talking about how when Netflix first started operating as a streaming service, people really championed 
their business model of throwing everything out there all at once and, and allowing people to binge. This was a novel concept that one could just binge new shows. Um, novel concept in the way that like, if you're, you know, currently 20 years old, maybe you don't remember when one didn't necessarily binge the latest television show. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, as time has gone on, people have, are are over it. You know, we've we've kind of realized through trial and error that binging things is not necessarily the ideal way of experiencing media. You know, of experiencing the the for you know the the art form of television shows. And I I think about I was talking about that a little bit with Keeley last night that like I was I was using Evangelion as an example. Um, and we were we were talking about Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars TV show, and I was I was drawing a parallel to Evangelion that like uh, if you were to describe Evangelion to somebody and just watch an episode to dip their toe in, you know, like well, if you watch the first episode, it's like kind of mundane, you know, or like you know, first couple episodes kind of boring, and then the last couple episodes are like so artsy and. and without context they they don't sit as nicely and it's really you know what is the real power of evangelion it's it's the the space the emotional space from one episode to to the next you know it's the difference between where you started and where you ended up you know it's it's the emotional momentum that you build from episode to episode through the journey you know, like unit one coming alive and eating that angel is only so powerful because you've also seen you know one do you know the like weird choreographed dance routine with <laughs> unit two. You know, in, in the episode where they have to, um, where Asuka and Shinji got to do the uh, choreographed fight against mm-hmm. the uh, we're playing angel. DDR. Yeah, where they're playing DDR. Yeah, <laughs> truth, truth. You know, like, and and again, it's like, yeah, Asuka sitting in the bathtub only has meaning because you watched Asuka play DDR with Shinji. Like, you can't just watch one of the, like, any one of these things without the total context just doesn't have the same impact and value. And so the the Netflix model of just putting everything out there, letting people binge, um, yeah, you you miss that emotional momentum. You know, you miss that feeling of building this into your life, spending time with these characters, you know, coming back to it, feeling that emotional distance from episode to episode, feeling that emotional tension from episode to episode, having breathing space in your life to sit back and reflect on what you just watched. Um Yeah. So. Well, and I'm and I'm thinking about this more because uh, it kind of seems like uh, currently airing anime does that a lot. Like with Spy Family, they're doing their second core now too, and I just watched the first episode, and they basically recap everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what? It it's not even been like that long. Why are we recapping? <laughs> Why is yeah. the story not just continuing? 
Well, you that's know, a good like, question. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, well, as you say that, I'm thinking. Well, I don't know. They got budget problems. They got schedule problems. How do they have schedule problems for the first fucking episode? Yeah. Well, you know, like, like it's too early to have schedule problems. <laughs> <laughs> like, and if you if you have to break it up into two cores, what's the point? What's the point of releasing it? Just re- yeah. just release it all. Yeah. I don't get why why like anime has been like. Uh, like herded into these 12 episode like bundles. Yeah. It wasn't it really always made, that way. It wasn't. It was, if the show was 50 episodes, it aired until it was done. Like, can yeah. we please go back to that? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel well, the you, same. Oh, go ahead. Jeff. Do you want, I mean, do you want like Naruto level animation throughout the entirety? Like, do you want filler? Do you want? No, like, but I I don't no, want filler. But, but I would like them for to not start an anime that they that like they know has a cert has like needs to be animated in a certain amount of episodes, only to just be like, let's just do the first twelve, and then we'll see where it goes. And that's fine. Yeah, I mean, Full Metal Alchemist never had Naruto level animation. Eureka Seven rarely had Naruto level animation. Yeah, but Full Metal Alchemist was only 12 episodes. Wasn't it only 12? Was it Full, first, Metal, Full Metal Alchemist is 50 fucking episodes, dude. Was it? Brotherhood yeah. is. Yeah, the original was 50 episodes. The original was 50? God damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I've never watched it. <laughs> missing out. Huh. I've seen the first 17, okay? Yeah, that is a reasonable <laughs> chunk, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, there's a 50? Okay. <laughs> Put a pause on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 in the thick of it now. I'm getting through Urusei Yatsura and Galaxy Express 999. So between the two of them, there's 300 episodes of anime I'm trying to get through. Yeah, it's I guess it's different when um when I'm thinking about them in seasons, like how Made in Abyss is in seasons, like they are knowingly animating to a certain point and. Then they are stopping. Um, but like these like split core things, I'm just like over it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Attack on Titan is the most and, of all. Yeah. Opinion. And it's it like it's proven to me that they can still animate with high quality for a, a long running show because I just finished um, summertime rendering and throughout that entire 25 episode run, like the animation did not drop whatsoever. Like mm-hmm. this sh- and the, the pacing and the momentum and like everything was just so well crafted. Like it's, you could do it if you wanted to, you're just like choosing not to. Yeah. And then like the one show, like one of the shows that like, I think everybody should be watching. Like you can't, you can't even watch it uh, like legally because nobody's picked it up to stream yet. Disney's got in its fucking chokehold. Like it's so annoying. Mm. Yeah. I think Vinland Saga is going to fare well on this dynamic. I think season two of Vinland Saga is going to look sharp from start to finish. Fix up. Look sharp. Mm-hmm. Just like that. <laughs> you know what also finished really well, strongly, was Edge Runners on Netflix. Now that Ooh, was I, done shit. Well. Yeah, okay. I, I really, that that's yet. the next one. That's on my, next on my list. I got my yeah. JoJo's and my Edge Runners. Wrapped up nicely with a nice little bow. Doesn't need, doesn't need 10 more seasons. It's perfect. Oh, mm. I love when mm. they wrap up in cute little bows. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I think it's my favorite thing I've seen this year. 
probably my favorite anime mm. of the year. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I'm, I. Uh, oh, are well, we gonna... guys, guys, we haven't watched Chainsaw Man yet, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> guys, we haven't seen the new season of My Hero Academia. Yet. <laughs> Don't count it out. <laughs> I legit think it's gonna be good. You I'm funny high, in I'm, the I'm morning. I'm excited for it. Yeah. You, yeah. you funny in the morning with no sleep. Yeah. No, I, I'm, at my, I'm at my most rambly. I know some I'm people who are, you know, big Full Metal Alchemist fans, and they're really they're they're excited about this season because it's a big arc for the for the for the manga. So yeah, the last one was my not Hero so Academia. hot. But, yeah. yeah, what the last season of My Hero Academia was arguably the best one in my opinion. really. Oh, I haven't watched it. I'm just I haven't watched of, it. I just wanted to say ew. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the my the my villain academia stuff is a plus great great material i loved it and speaking of chainsaw man guys this is probably airing the same week chainsaw man uh comes out so if you haven't yet and want to get our chainsaw man episodes early head on over to our patreon patreon.com slash otaku host club and we're gonna be putting them out early starting next week i think Mm-hmm. We're gonna do we're gonna do a weekly weekly recap. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it wraps up in a nice, sweet little bow, and we don't get two split cores of eight seasons of um, finalness. Yeah, isn't that what's going on though? I mean, this is only going to be twelve episodes. It's only going up. People are discussing online what story this goes up to. I'm going to say it now. I have not looked up anything. I try to avoid Chainsaw Man stuff like the plague because I want a perfectly innocent, naive little <laughs> little gateway. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to see how the first episode goes for me. Depending on the first episode, I may just go read like the plot no. synopsis. <laughs> I might no. get too curious. I already, I already, you know, last night before I finished the second season of my of Made in the Biz, I read the manga for what happens after this. Oh my season. god. I was just like, I really want to know what happens next. I, I, <laughs> and they're not caught up, right? There's like... Yeah, there's not very much manga. There's, there's only yeah. like three chapters, four chapters. It's not animated. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a while before we see the next iteration of Midden I'm Fizz. so excited. So probably by the time you recover from this season, really from the next <laughs> season. Oh my gosh. Perfect segue. Let's get into Maiden Abyss. Let's go. So we we have already talked about. I fucking. Yeah. I feel you. 
I love that song so much. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. I rewatched this shit twice, and okay, I listen well, I, to I, the I OP every time. Yeah, I I do too. And the ED. Oh. And then I let the English credits roll in silence on my high dive as I go up to get a drink of water. Same. Or something. That's the break. That's the break that you. That's take. the break. Make a sandwich. Yeah, that's the break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A really quick one, like <laughs> style. <laughs> so we we have already discussed the first three episodes, and we've already discussed Made in Abyss as a franchise. So we already yes. know. Yeah, we're fans. We love this shit. I love and this I shit. absolutely loved season two. I was, oh. As I was watching season two, you know, I didn't binge this shit. I was watching two episodes a night. I'm getting goosebumps. I know. It, it, this was one that really similar to like Prime Era Attack on Titan. This is one that really made me feel like truly is a good time to be alive. Right. Like sometimes I'm I'm thankful to be here so I can watch you know, watch history in the making, watch these truly great works of art build continue to build themselves. So I think we should start off with music because we never even got a chance to talk about <laughs> it last time. Yeah. <laughs> um the soundtrack to Made in Abyss is Awesome. phenomenal mm-hmm. yep. like every moment is choreographed in such a way that makes every moment that much more intense and emotionally driven like kevin pinkin is doing god's work out there yeah, yeah. he's the next uh i don't know next kano or something Sawano? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and who's who's the uh sawano it's sawano yeah. yeah he's got a different mm-hmm. style than sawano mm-hmm. he's, he's up there in objective quality for sure mm-hmm. yeah there's i think without the music i probably wouldn't have had the emotional i didn't like i i had some tears but i was never like weeping but without oh, the music, i was ugly crying <laughs> i could just listen to really? his music yeah. and, and kind of tear up <laughs> yeah mm. yeah it was funny because um, the first watch around, I would watch. I watch it um, subbed, and then this, I was watching my rewatch in dub. And um, mm. Stephen has seen every single one of these episodes because I will fall asleep accidentally, and the next one will play. Right. <laughs> and so I was rewatching it, and he was like, "I've seen this. I've seen this before. I've seen all of this. I've seen all of it." And then he was like, "Well, the the music in it in this." it's kind of like better now that it's in English. And I was like, I don't think it's different, but I think you can notice it more (laughs) when you're not having to like read subtitles and pay attention to all the different languages that are happening. (laughs) Truth. Truth. Yeah. The use, the use of language in season two is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So I, I, after the first three episodes i thought that this was i mean i guess part of me realized that this was not the end of the story but i kind of felt like haven't they reached the bottom of the abyss isn't this the place they were going to but two more layers oh there are there's the seventh layer and then the layer that no one has seen is that is that on the map it sounds right I think we discussed this um, in our in our uh, last episode. episode about Made in the Abyss. I'm pretty sure. Pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Because Stephen was um was trying to compare it to Dante's Inferno, and he was like, "There's seven circles of hell, right?" And I was like, "No, yeah. I'm pretty sure there's nine. 
And he was like, oh. oh, are you sure? And I was like, I'm pretty sure. Not that I paid attention in, <laughs> in lit class. literature, yeah. Yeah. in lit class. <laughs> Not that I, that I like comprehended what I was reading in those real books with no pictures, but I'm pretty sure there's nine. But there's like some kind of like, some people think it's nine. Some people say it's seven. Um, mm -hmm. But, and he was saying that like, maybe not each specific layer is um uh reminiscent of each layer of hell but that the entire series as a whole um right, has bits right. and pieces the of descent it. into hell yeah yeah okay well i yeah i i came to realize both from the end of this show and reading ahead in the manga that or the end of the season plus reading ahead in the manga that yes there's still more abyss to go down mm -hmm. um but i was yeah, I, I kind of had that, or that was, that was an interesting realization to me as, as time went on. I, I guess I thought that they had come to the capital of the abyss and that this was like the big city at the bottom where everybody winds up. But it's like, no, it's, it's uh, not some centralized location per se. It's just, just another place in the landscape, you know, just another town. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's not of you know significant importance in the grand scheme of the abyss. It's just another place, mm -hmm. and that uh, yeah, that kind of you know, I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. So I do remember initially when we watched the first few episodes, Amelia, you you didn't like the um, yep the entrance of new and you know new characters flashback mm -hmm. did you feel the same way going back and rewatching it so as a whole i think that was the only way they could have done it yeah so while i don't like that when like if i'm just finished a season or a movie or whatever and then it doesn't go straight in and it ha it makes my brain switch back to like uh, discovery mode instead of like like following mode that's what throws me off that's what I don't like about it mm -hmm. um, but I don't think they could have done it any other way I think I that was exactly the right decision for the series and for the season um, yeah this is this is a little thing but I absolutely loved the parallel imagery in the OP of when they're in the fifth layer, I think it is, um, with the big, big pools. And they got that that's a split screen and they got Ganja Squad on one side. They got Ganja Squad on one side and then our people, you know, our crew on the other side. And just like builds this very strong parallel of how Ganja Squad went through this journey and now our current heroes, Rico and Reg and Nanachi are going through this same journey and it, mm -hmm. it ties everything together in this kind of cyclical way or this like, you know, the journey is never ending. There will always be people with longing. There will always be people that want to explore mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, the, the drive of human curiosity as a whole is never really satiated. But I ain't going to be no Ganja Squad people. Good Lord, man. Like, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine, like, when I, when I think about <clears throat> doing the, the suicide adventure to the bottom of the abyss, and you don't know what's down there, and you're all, like, starving to death, and 
dehydrating wow. to death and and it's like dude i just let me sit at home and eat like a normal fucking person man. i know I well that's that's what it takes to discover civilization i was thinking about this curious, a lot that's so crazy it's crazy to me yeah. like what sacrifices are made to make advancements in the world is yeah. wild um yeah. i've been watching this history channel show uh with Ozzy Osbourne and Jack Osbourne and they go around to these different historical sites and mm. they learn stuff and Ozzy's so fucking cute and I love him so much. Um, but they're going to, they went to Jamestown mm. in one of the episodes and I was mm. like, oh my good God. <laughs> Thank God I didn't have to discover America because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Eh. and I yeah, feel like there's a, there's a parallel with uh, a maiden, a parallel with that with Made in Abyss, you know, these yes. these people aren't bad. Like, I don't think that Wazukan is bad. He's not a bad person. Oh, I don't person. think so either. But he, he has to make these decisions to better their society, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, there's, there's, you know, Vinland Saga touches on this as well. You know, I, I think that's one of the, in a lot of ways, first episode of Vinland Saga is really just, just, uh, just a, it's an amazing one-off piece of, of work just in and of itself that I'm, I'm thinking of leaf recounting, um, that how they went to America, then they came back and they got stuck in the ice flow in Greenland and their ship, you know, they were sitting waiting for the ice to break up, but they ran out of supplies. They were going to die. They decided to trek out onto the ice and tried to get onto the mainland. And eventually he looked behind him and, there was nobody left. Everybody you know, mm-hmm. passed away. Everyone else had, had died in, in the environment. And Leaf was saying that, you know, this is, you know, what does it mean to be a warrior? This is what it means to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and young, our young protagonist didn't really understand that. Made in Abyss is, is that story to a T. It's like, what does it mean to struggle? What does it mean to fight? It's not really about you know violence uh, although it can be but it's about yeah having that headstrong belief and that uh forward momentum that can't be stopped regardless of your circumstance you know that like nothing is going to stop uh rico and reg and nanachi from continuing forward with their journey mm-hmm and same, nothing, nothing's going to stop Wazukan either. I mean, he kind of eventually fizzled out on his own, but uh, he also got that fighting spirit. Oh my gosh, we can finally talk about the Main and Abyss situation that happened in Baltimore. Our water was poisoned, Daniel. It oh, was shit. poisoned with E. coli. Oh, shit. With E. coli? What the yeah. hell happened? Fucking Main and Abyss diarrhea egg poop got into our water. Yeah, how did... We, how did how how did you discover this? Did they send you something in the mail? No, it was on the news four days later. Oh shit! <laughs> Fucking four days later. Attention, everyone that's been shitting nonstop for the last four days. Oh, sorry, we found E. coli, e. coli on yeah. <laughs> Friday night. <laughs> but to be fair, they only had one person uh, actually get. You know, one person and my cat and your cat. <laughs> one person and my cat. But I wonder how many people actually just didn't go to the hospital for it. I just had yeah, to yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, my yeah, cat like, had the shits, and I had to take her to the vet, and it was fucking five hundred motherfucking dollars. Yeah, exactly. I ain't what going the to the hospital over diarrhea. <laughs> Just let her let it go. What if your we'll diarrhea had eggs in it? <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, yeah. <laughs> Would you that continue drinking that water? Would you continue drinking the water? Yeah. Well, that was yeah. That was that was a uh, that was a fucking hard scene when they're standing around the water bucket discussing like the water's bad for you. You're definitely going to die if you drink this water. The Waji kind of just <laughs> dips his cup in there and takes a swig of water, and he's like. Yep, <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> that is one of my worst fears: is contaminated water because you don't even yeah, know sure. what, how to. You don't even know it until it's way too late. Yeah, and neither did the guys who made an abyss. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, how could they know? You know, it looks like a cave. You know, you don't. If you walk into a cave, you don't go clacking on the sides, going, "Oh, is this actually a cave?" Like, yeah, you wouldn't really think otherwise you know you just trust what your eyes see nightmare fuel <laughs> well the real nightmare fuel was watching them uh watching I- inu yuri imu yuri uh, Im- transform <laughs> Irum yui Imuri. how they say it in watching <laughs> watching the young mother girl transform into <laughs> the tower girl. it's like yeah dude, I, that's that's really a face only a mother can love. <laughs> For real. Yeah, uh, it's like a stump. Essentially, she's just turned into a stump, like a flesh stump. Flesh stump. Yeah. Very um. Yeah. Very a Tetsuo transformation in Akira. Sure. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Devouring. Yeah. And I. You know, um, I'm was, sorry. I'm sorry, v- Vergo, whatever her name was. Why are you going around touching everybody's diarrhea? Do you really like touching? Oh my god! But, but that's that's time, that's that's old timey medicine. You're supposed to check out your poop and yeah. I mean, I check it out, but I don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but eventually, you know, you gotta you gotta touch it a little bit. <sighs> I mean, it, it, like if it, and it, people people were touching their poop for medical reasons. Can like you imagine? Fifteen hundreds or whatever. Can you imagine what that cave smelled like? Ew! Smelled my god! Yeah. How could they even sleep? How? I mean, most <laughs> most of human existence smelled fucking awful, right? That's why people are fighting wars over stuff like spices and incense. Eyes open. <sighs> god, gives me goosebumps. Not a dune. Not a dune reference. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so what? What I was what I was thinking about with uh, the young mother ch- stump giving birth to all these little stillborn babies, I was thinking about how, like, any if if there's anything that media has taught me, it's that when you're offered wishes, you got to be really, really, really specific, really specific about really specific. About. Yeah, because if you just wish for, I, I you know, I wish I want children. children. Yeah, and then it's like, well, of course, they're going to give you nothing but, you know, a different stillborn baby on a daily basis. Is uh, popping them out. It's like you have to wish for a healthy, vibrant human baby that comes in, you know, like full health and personality. That once, you birth you know, yourself. Yeah, that, that you birth that yourself. That you are healthy after. Way. Yeah, <laughs> maintain healthiness afterwards. You, you can't just wish that. has to be a complex <laughs> sentence with a lot of different parts to it. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Let's 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 unpack that because Wazakan 
he makes that statement, right? He's like, you gotta, you gotta give it to somebody who's of youth. Uh, otherwise someone of someone who's an adult will make things worse. Like they're, they'll have their own indulgent, egotistical, uh, wishes come true. Yeah. Like I want to be rich or wealthy. Like what was good as wealth? If you're, I wonder what buried in the ground. Yeah. I wonder what Wazukan Wazukan um, wished for, because they said that he used one on himself. Yeah. But they never, we never came to find out what that wish was. But yeah, I, and it's it's little things like that that made me feel like I gotta watch this a second time because there were there were certain things, I think certain emotional timbers that I think could have resonated better with me if I were just like more awake and alert as I was watching this. And the fact that Wazukian gave her three eggs—it's a lot of egg. Yeah, that's a lot. Eggs. And so, it's, so does it's, each egg get a wish? Yeah. Yes. So the robot, okay. the robots tell Wazukian that you can't give the egg to an adult because adults are too complicated and too um, they're too like stop staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that Patrick? Yeah, mom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, that adults are too complicated and have too many conflicting emotions, you know, that you have to give the egg to a child because child has, uh, purity. They have purity of desire. You and know, that girl had a lot of purity simple and pure. And that's what gets the eggs to work well. But then when they gave that damn kid three eggs, you know, that seemed to, to just, just, I mean, the human body apparently couldn't handle three eggs. And mm-hmm. I don't know if she, I thought it was kind of implied that she had multiple wishes that one wish was to be a mother, but then the other wish must've been something about protecting the ganja suicide squad or so, protecting her loved ones. So the one wish was to become a mother. The second yeah. wish, well, I don't know if this is in this order, but the second wish or one of her other wishes was to protect uh, her mother, Verko. And oh, the okay. third wish was um, uh, was Faputa. But when Faputa got reincarnated, she got reincarnated with all of her wishes inside of her. So then Faputa then was the one that carried out the wishes of Adam Yui. Okay, 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 okay. That's what that's what I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and that and that makes sense. Yeah, by the end, Verko was still human, while none of the other sages were were human. Which I didn't get that Verko was a sage. I just thought she was like a caretaker of the. Well, I think I think she. So yeah, I mean, there's a big question as to yeah, what does it really mean to be one of the three sages? I mean, Verko was not a sage after a certain point, or at least not in title. I'm not sure that being a sage really gets you anything other than having a fancy title. Mm. Uh, Because yeah, like the, uh, I was thinking about this because they, they, uh, when, when the animal, when the wild animal colony invades the, or gets lured into the village and they're struggling with it. And the one sage, the giant, Sage comes out and starts fighting it, and the um, 
Rico asks, well, are the other two sages going to do anything? And our gas guy goes, no, they're not going to come unless the membrane gets broken. Otherwise, they'll just let it play out. Mm. And I, I took that to mean that the sages are strong and they have power that they just don't, they, they choose not to exert it. But then when we actually saw the sages in action, what the power was that he farts and you got to smell it. Basically, <laughs> you know, like he didn't, he's got memory to, farts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got memory farts. You know, like I, it didn't seem like I was expecting some really impressive action or that like, Oh, actually he's so strong. It's like, well, he's got a big body. He's like Onyx, the Pokemon. And then he like parts his memories at you. And this uh, just didn't <laughs> seem like, okay, that is useful specifically for Fapuda, but there's no other circumstance that that is helpful, you know, mm. uh, but maybe that was the whole point. Cause nothing was ever going to, yeah, you know, do anything to the village except Faputa. So. Yeah, well, he was also done by the time he got to the village anyway. He was like, uh-huh, I'm good. I don't want to be alive. Take everything. <laughs> Take all of me. Yeah. He's been, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been kind of sitting on the, I don't really want to be alive for 150 years, apparently. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about everybody's struggles, like Wazukyan, Bailoff, and Vuerko. Um, because that was a pretty big theme in those two episodes where we get like the flashbacks um, where like, I don't understand what these prophet type people, like how are they seeing all of the future? <laughs> Can I would love to know, like, how does, how does Wazukan know like what's going to happen? Like, and what, what things that he sees and like can set other things in motion with like is wild to me. Yeah. Well, you know, and him like kind of being portrayed as like the villain in Verico's eyes or through her eyes um, is kind of, uh, I don't know. It was weird to me. I don't don't view him as being a villain at all. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I understand why Verico hates him, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't view his actions as being villainous or, or anything. Yeah. Any one way or another, really. It, and then, it, it's a little bit outside the scope of morality, in my opinion. Yeah, where it's like this is a this is a matter of survival. I, I think that's an interesting question. How like how does he see the future? Uh, uh, nobody story doesn't. Nobody explain. knows. Yeah. yeah, story doesn't explain that. But I, I also think that's that's it's better that way, in my opinion. Yeah, because no, that, yeah, it sure. opens the door to the idea that I, I think is equally plausible and equally interesting. You know, like what is yeah? What does it mean to be a visionary? To be a prophet? What does it mean to uh, be anointed by God? Maybe it just doesn't really mean anything. I mean, maybe this is just why you can having so much confidence mm-hmm. that you know he just looks at Vuerco and he's like, you know, young you know young mother stump is going to save us all. And he just kind of like wills it into existence by virtue of his confidence and mm. his willingness to do whatever it takes to see the situation through. Mm. Interesting. You, you know, because they, they do make that point that Wazukan uh, he's just relentlessly positive at every juncture from when yeah. they're on the ship. And it's he's very like, big parallels to Bondrude. Mm. Yeah, Bondrude, Bondrude kind of a similar way. 
Yeah. yeah, it's a similar kind of guy. Boundaried way more on the immoral scale than the moral scale. Immoral, you know? But mm-hmm. Boundaried wasn't trying to establish like human like a civilization, I feel like. Like this person is trying to care for and tend to his garden yeah. of people. And it was it was sick to me that they wove Boundrude into this season that they, you know, were explicitly like, oh, Bondrude has come to the village, you know, and he's, he's met all these people. They all know Bondrude. And it's like, that's cool. <laughs> Bondrude, Bondrude's sick. <laughs> um, so then I had another question, if you guys felt the same. But um, Verko holds all of this this weight on her shoulders um, in regards to Ida Mui about not being her mother or not being there for her when she needed her. And, um, you know, she ate all of her babies, the stew from her babies and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. this entire time, I'm like, I don't I don't get where where you think that you weren't there for this child. Like um, in the beginning of the expedition, you um, advocate for her to come into the group. Um, you advocate for her to have that little animal because you see how much she loves it. Like yeah. you take this part, this little girl under your wing the whole time you're on these adventures and this journey down to the sixth layer. And just because you got a little bit sick and couldn't like stand up and you had to lay down for a minute. Like, I don't feel like there was any burden that she needed to bear at all. Like I felt like she did right by her. <laughs> Hmm. She's like a Jesus kind of character. She's bearing the weight of everyone's sin. Is that? That's what it kind of felt like. And I was like, but why girl? You uh, good. Yeah. But I, I felt like this was, um, this was connected to the feeling of, parent-child relationship that Guerrero had to the young mother stump. Mm-hmm. That I don't think young mother stump ever made her feel like she wasn't there for her. I know. Um, she, so, didn't. she definitely did not. That's but what that I'm doesn't, talking. but that doesn't change the way you feel you know, about a situation. Yeah. It doesn't change the way you feel about yourself. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily, you know, it's the same, like, uh, you know, think of, of like when there's an accident, there's inevitably somebody that's like, oh, it's my fault. But maybe it wasn't anybody's fault, you know, and you can mm-hmm. have outside parties tell this person it wasn't your fault. But yeah, people still internalize things. You know, they see it through their own perspective. They internalize things on their own initiatives. Mm-hmm. There's little that an outside party can do about that. So I, I, I registered this as Vorko, just just like the natural emotional response to seeing your child suffer and mm. seeing your child get get damned into such a negative destiny like this and feeling powerless to to help it you know you feel like you have failed as a parent because you could not save your child from you know this this destiny of just total despair in, mm. in humanity So what do we think about Bailoff then? I think he needs to grow a pair. It's funny. <laughs> I was I was just about to say get some nuts. So <laughs> I, yeah, we're we're on a similar wavelength. Like that boy yeah, just kept whining the whole time. 
Don't feed me. Don't me. eat the babies, but they're Don't. so tasty. They're so like, good. Just, just eat the fucking babies, dude. Just shut you the know? fuck up and just eat the goddamn eat the babies. babies. <laughs> yeah. Just eat the babies. <laughs> and then he's all like, I'm damned. Take my whole body. Use all of me. And then walks through the membrane. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Boy, you didn't even like, have it that bad. Look at Wirko over there. Dramatic. Yeah. Her child is turning into a stump. Yeah. Hmm. You know, if uh, there's a little, there's a little bit of a, a, it's a little bit of a dynamic here where it's like if if one person does it, it's weird. If everybody does it, it's normal. You yeah. Know? And, and that kind of mentality has been used to. Um, justify many terrible things in this world of mm-hmm. which you know eating all these babies is one of them but i i suppose i i don't know like if i if i were balaf i would not feel bad about this in particular especially like people they're you're getting force fed like it's not well, like you there's, can that, move. there's that part of it too yeah <laughs> like, there's that part of it too you're just a little baby bird I mean, I just ate a baby duck. Damn. <laughs> that different? <laughs> well, they do eat those eggs in the, what is the first episode? Uh, Rico and, and. Yeah. 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 They boil. Oh, the, the ones that still move. Yeah. <laughs> they deep fry them like fucking, <laughs> you know, Japanese oh uh, tempura. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's that's the funkiest. That's the one of the funkiest parts of of the adventure, <laughs> as it were. It's like, how do you? Yeah, you got to find things to eat. But like, good lord, dude. How about that? I don't uh, want to eat this shit, man. Can I go to the grocery store? I'm a fucking <laughs> normal civilized person. I don't want to eat the fucking <laughs> weird random lizard eggs I just churned up. How about a balloon full of testicles that you got to pop? <laughs> well, you know. Testicles, good man. Oh, yeah. You know, Rocky Mountain oysters, lamb fries. It's all right. So I'm, I'm ready to believe that the balloon of testicles was fucking good. Mm. I would eat, I would eat that in real life. What was this? You know, we know, have. we know, have. we know, we what would, a, we know you balloons? would. <laughs> when she goes to the restaurant and tries to order food, and she's like, "Hmm, that creature has the same mouth as me. I'm gonna order that." <laughs> Yeah, and then she gets like, served. She gets served this big fleshy, uh, like balloon type thing, and she pokes at it at a fork, and it pops, and all the air escapes. And then there's all sorts of oh, you know, this must be a food. And she starts eating it. It's really, really good. And then the uh, the green the green woman comes over, and it's like those are testicles. Oh, <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, got it, got it. I mean, if I were Rico, I'd be like, oh, if that's the case, give me a second round. <laughs> <laughs> you got any feet to go with that? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the uh, Star Wars uh, jazz music to start playing. I know. With the character designs of the hollows, it's yeah, kind of long yeah, they're talking about how they go hunting, but it's like they don't look like a pack of hunters to me. <laughs> they look pretty, uh, you know, not particularly athletic or you know, sleek. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do they accomplish physical tasks? Yeah. They got to wish for it. 
<laughs> trade something for uh for in hand. They they really wanted uh, Rico's body obsessively. Oh my god, yeah. poor Rico! She couldn't go nowhere. And how about them again trying to hurt my poor Menya in the I fourth know. episode? Dude, that what was, the that fuck? Was, yeah, that was the uh, well, the most disturbing. Arguably, I think the most disturbing moment of season two is in episode three when Ma squeezes Menya too hard and Menya's eyes pop out of its <laughs> socket and its Ugh. organs pop out of its asshole. And I was like, that is. Hmm. Well, and then <laughs> Ma gets oof. fucking like skinned alive. Yeah, yeah. Which I, you know, I wonder if like are there vegans in this world that are like serves you right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ma whole- turned out to be a you know they're a real one. Yeah, Ma, and their their disappearance. When they died, oh, was, so was just sad. so yeah. That was that was because I was like, wait, just how long is Ma and the gas guy gonna be here? Aren't they supposed <laughs> to die at any given moment? Yo, brain's falling apart. <laughs> and then Ma just like off screen is like, you know, you hear them, and and then Rico looks behind her, and Ma's gone, and it's like. Fapata was like, take Reg and Rico and Nanachi and the one without a name. And then Ma goes, Ma! Ma! And she's like, oh, I guess your name was Ma this whole time. Okay, go. I'm like, what the fuck? Made an abyss. She's basically a Pokemon. <laughs> basically. Yeah, all of them. You're all, all Pokemon. Yeah, I was I was kind of curious of the di- about the dynamic of um, how these bodies are supposed to represent all of their desires, or like the thing that you most desire, your body will um, take on a a form that allows you to achieve it. What the fuck are these people's desires? <laughs> like, I, what what are their bodies helping them to achieve? Hmm. Um, Maji Kaja's body was pretty cool, I thought. Gas guy, yeah. Yeah, how he could, like, transform mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, that was pretty cool. Well, he was he was gas. He didn't have a physical body. Who? Maji Kaja. He was gas. That oh, was the whole... Like a spirit in a yeah. shell, essentially. Yeah. yeah, but he had, like, his little robot mm-hmm. parts that he would yeah, trade for. Yeah. So then he, he could, could trade up his little robot parts. So, like, halfway through, he, like, traded up, and then he started looking like a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he I was like, a, wow, he he's so different, cool. He had a couple oh, different my little mechanical bodies he could put himself in. And how about the end? How about the ending, guys? I was like, oh, my goodness. Lo Majikaja got his body. Yeah, that, I, that was, was so that was satisfying when, when he uh, entered into Faputa and he was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. And yeah, he's he, like, I'm fucking fucking body, yo. Yeah, <laughs> and he started going hog wild. Yeah, oh, that my was God, cool. so cute. Rewarding. It was so funny because that moment happened uh, like really quickly where like for a split second, I was like, wait, what? Oh, my goodness. That actually happened. Hmm. Hmm. So if you guys are in the Ganja Suicide Squad, are you eating the babies? Uh, yeah. Hell the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. I mean, those babies. I didn't see what the big deal was. The first time I watched it, I oh, was like, they, oh, all right, right, they're just these 
they're barely life, you know, like they're not sentient. I don't think they don't have any, they're, like, they're just forms of flesh, eat the flesh. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. then it's like, well, Oh, what, what is a fetus? Right? Like, is that a, can you mm. kill a mm. fetus before it's, you know, before it's <laughs> born? Is well, how many months, how many weeks does it? I don't know. Is <laughs> made an abyss in abortion <laughs> rights commentary. Bingo. I say eat them. The only Sorry, thing, the only thing I was uh, a little disturbed by was um, uh, Wazukyan. The sounds of him cutting it up. I was like, "Ooh, that's some flesh and bones being chopped up right there." That's yeah. a little disturbing. I but see, I'm of the ilk that like. Yeah, I would not ever be able to hunt and skin and butcher my meat. It needs to not look like <laughs> like the animal by the time it gets to me or I cannot Word. eat it. So I don't know. If I didn't look at it, maybe. Yeah, I I, uh, I understood why. I, I, I found, I definitely found it disturbing. Mm-hmm. Uh and I understood why, uh, like, I understand why it would be disturbing. It was disturbing to me. But I, I feel like Wazi Khan was, was justified in his decision-making. You know, I'm, I'm not. I think he I mean, would have been justified. Maybe I would have made a similar kind of decision, you know? Yeah. Like, if it's a matter of life and death, and it's like, okay, if we sacrifice what are essentially yeah as jeff says what are essentially stillborn babies like if we sacrifice them all then we all live it's like well i think uh, the i think that's that's a better decision well i think it's only because everybody lives because they are helpful to society is the reason why it is okay because if not then and he kept stealing the babies and killing them and nobody was getting better and that wasn't the solution that's when yeah, it would have been immoral. I uh, I feel like he wouldn't have kept doing it if it didn't work. Yeah. Just uh, by chance, I guess, ultimately, right? That they made this decision. There wasn't like a, you know, there wasn't like a manual that came with the babies that said, you know, chop chop this part up and this part needs to be fresher. Yeah. Than, yeah. You know, the fresher the, the, the baby, the better more potent well this is yeah this is Wazukan's prophecy right that the young mother stump is gonna save them all as that's kind of harkens back to the question of like does Wazukan know that because he has vision of the future or does he know that because he is going to actually make this happen manifest destiny decisions yeah through his manifested destiny of decisions providence I can't get over you calling her young mother stump. Well, apparently <laughs> I'm too tired to pronounce her name right. Inu Yuri? Edom Yui. Edom Yuri. I like young mother stump better. I know. It makes me laugh every time you say it. I got to take a minute. <laughs> uh, I can never remember all these names. How about the second language? Like, that was such a mindfuck to try and figure out. And Rico had the easiest time. She's like, oh, 50%, 50%, mother, Uh, 20%, cool, 10%. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Their way of explaining the language makes it sound like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, 
oh, this word means 50% chocolate, 30%, you know, spoon, and 20% car. And it's like, uh-huh. So that would make them pictographs? Okay. Is that, is that the proper terminology? Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose, like... Like glyphs? It's It's got to uh, be... I mean, yeah, when you think about the practical application of such a language, which I'm confident the people making this show did not think about, uh, it's got to be so context-dependent, you know, that, like, oh, what is a... You know, if you say this word that means, you know, like 50% mother, you know, 25% caring and 25% prideful, then it's, it's got to be so context-reliant as to, like, how exactly your meaning for that word to be used. Yeah. But, you know... Well, to it, be it, fair, Japanese is kind of like mm-hmm. that. It's pretty context-based. Oh, well, okay. Because that they use, be like, four different alphabets. That's true. But. Yeah, maybe that's a good point. Maybe the language is similar, more sensible to the Japanese than, than it is to my English-speaking brain. Yeah, but the way they explained it, I was like, no. No, fam. That's not how. No. No. Yeah, it doesn't make mm. any sense. Creating a <laughs> fake language but, in, well, you know, fictional stories is probably not the easiest thing to do. Right? Yeah, definitely not. I mean, what are what are the great examples of this? Or what Klingon? That is almost a real language now, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Elvish in Lord of the Rings. Oh, Elvish, yeah. Yes. Fully, yeah. fully conceptualized. Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't something in uh, Game of Thrones fully conceptualized? Dothraki. Dothraki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching both of these re-adapt- uh, prequels, so I'm, I'm my brain is fried. From all the different languages mm. and histories. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Power, power. Of I was going to say what. Know. Yeah, I was going to say what Star Trek prequels going on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and House, Lord House of the Rings, Dragons. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting to compare the two. Yeah. Hmm. How, yeah. How do you? Uh, yeah. Are they that similar? That different? Is one better than the other? Um. I guess it depends on if you're like a hardcore fan of one or the other, you know? Mm. But I mean, they're both great fantasy series. Uh, one's more of a soap opera about characters, which Game of Thrones always has been. The other one's just more hard fantasy, you know? So mm. I think you'd, I think you'd really like, I think, I think I texted you this before, but I think you'd really like House of the Dragon. It's juicy. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta get into that shit. Also, Atlanta, Atlanta isn't done. Atlanta's still currently showing its last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for it to get done before I watch everything. Fair. Um, I've started watching The Boys. <laughs> the Boys. That show is fucking great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. good one. This too is yeah. It's pretty radically different from comics in a way that I wasn't expecting, and I, I can't help but watch it and be like, "Oh wait!" In the comics, it's like this. In the comics, it's like this. As if I've read the comics in some meaningful way, rather than just skimming through through it when I was living with Chris. Uh, so like, it's not like I even know that much about the comics. But there's just like significant changes in, in the premise of 
the comics to to the TV show that are, are just throwing me for a loop. But that being said, TV shows fun. I haven't stands on its own two feet. I haven't read well. the comic book, but I've heard people say that the TV show does a better job of character writing and just general story. But I don't know. Yeah, like, people say that, that about The Walking Dead too, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. But they don't say that about Made in Abyss. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I'm tempted. I've I've gone through a little bit of the panels and just read just to see how see how it how it was structured and how it flowed mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but I don't think I have any interest really in going back and reading it all the way through. Other than for the art, yeah, that's about it. It's better. It's better as an mm-hmm. anime for sure. I'm so glad Rico took a back seat this season. Yeah, this 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 season's really about the village and Iriumi mm-hmm. and yeah. Rico. Yeah, the world building of the sixth layer. Uh, well, a piece of the sixth layer. Yeah. Um. Can, Rico, can y'all can you sit down? Can she sit still? Can she sit in one spot for like a whole day? You no, know, that's that's why she's she literally leader. just needs to be saved at all points in this anime. Like, what the heck? <laughs> well, that's what happens when you're a you know kind of physically weak person. Goodness gracious! On a big adventure like <laughs> the this. weak little white girl. And I, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's how it is. But uh, you know, I, I, we say that as if it's a bad thing, but I don't think it's a bad. She's a fucking child. Yeah, like she hasn't yet had opportunity to grow muscle, and you know, there's like no reason that she should be tough in a mm. traditional mm. sense. Yeah, she's pretty pretty mentally tough to see herself through all this shit. Mm. But at the same time, it makes me wonder. I don't know. Is the abyss really that difficult? Band of children made it all the way to the bottom. <laughs> no one. Yeah, is it to wonder if she's I guess the, like, I, really an adult, just in a little body <laughs> well it, 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 i suppose the real answer to this you know when we think of like is the abyss really that difficult little kids made it all the way to the bottom it's like well they ain't coming back up you know maybe a part of the trick is that not only do you have to go down you got to get back up too and that is significantly more difficult mm. you know going down is the easy part mm. it's going back up is hard <clears throat> Anyone else cry when they saw Mitty? No, but I feel you. Oh my god! Yeah, I was so yeah. excited. I was so excited for Mitty to return. That was a, that was a, a random curveball, but I was into it. And I really did not think that Nanachi would have succumbed the, as quickly as she did. Yeah, she just dove right into she that. Said, uh, Whoop! Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I'm staying right no. here. Uh, some some third impact style shit. And it's like we have an opportunity to just be together. I'll just give up on life and do yeah. it. Yeah, I was. Oh, it made me cry so hard. I was like, I know your struggles, girl. I know mm-hmm. it. So, if Bailoff give you the option, would you give up both of your eyes, both of your legs, or half of your organs? I thought about this for a couple hours. Actually, so did I. <laughs> so, what what was your answer? No, I want to hear yours first. Well, I would negotiate. I would haggle about half the organs. That's because 
<laughs> Yo, we so similar? Yeah, because it's like you only need one kidney. Well, like, that's what I said. If it's the organs that I don't need two of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and people lose or donate a chunk of their liver, a chunk of their pancreas, a chunk of their stomach, you know, a chunk of their intestines. I mean, that kind of stuff happens regularly. and People live reasonably fulfilling or live totally fulfilling normal lives, you know, mm-hmm. for, for missing, you know, like a chunk of their liver. So I would totally be like, you know, rather, rather than half the individual organs is like, or rather than, than, yeah, half the total quantity of organs. It's like you can have half of some of the individual organs. Mm. You know, like you could take half, half my liver, half my stomach, third of my pancreas, one kidney, and, you know, like a chunk of my small intestine and a chunk of my large intestine. That's it. <laughs> I was thinking, that? I was thinking, take one of my eyes, my kidney, and my appendix. I don't need that. True. You could really hype up the appendix. I wonder how much he knows about. Yeah. Fucking. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Do you know? I can give you the have you heard about the appendix, bro? Yeah. Like, man. Dude, I got a whole fucking organ. I can give you. <laughs> That's what I would. I would argue for that. I would argue for because, like, you need. You're a, an adventurer. You're a cave raider. You need both your legs. Yeah, you definitely. One eye. I feel like you could get used to. Yeah. You know, I feel like one eye is fine. Like, I would love to have both my eyes, but one eye would be okay for adventuring. Like, you would get used to it after a while. But then, like, he probably wouldn't take just one eye. You know, he'd be like, nah. Well, you gotta, both you eyes gotta negotiate. Are no deal. Yeah, you gotta negotiate with him. So I was thinking, like, a kidney, you know. What about you, Jeff? Hmm. Well, when you guys talk about the innards, I kept thinking, like, well. Does that have to just include your organs? Like, what about... Well, because, like, you know, your throat or your voice box can be considered your innard, right? Or your or your oh, eardrums. Yeah. Or, I don't know, like, they're all part of your innards. Like, would you lose your hearing, yeah. your sensory... These are all sensory things that if I... In your eyes and your, your hearing, taste, sense of touch... What if you lost all your um, your sense of touch... Um, your uh, nervous system, essentially, right? I don't know. That sounds mm. awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds not good. Yeah. I don't know. Losing, I guess, losing my arms and my my legs. Eh, legs. Eh. Make a wheelchair. You know, get a wheelchair. Mm. Not so bad. Uh, what's his face? Loses seven hundred and twenty-four limbs. 50% of his body length, a portion of his... Yeah, fell yeah. off. So, like... Mm. He must really have wanted uh, Mini that badly for all that. He can't, he can't get enough of the fucking... Uh, the juice? Yeah, Abyss Babies. He wants the <laughs> juice. <laughs> yeah. The Abyss Babies. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. Because he, he just wants to eat Mitty in perpetuity because Mitty keeps regenerating as an immortal being. So how do we feel about Nanachi's glow up? I loved it. That was cool. I yeah, that was it. a great moment. I love the new mm-hmm. look. I love it Although so much. It was slightly anticlimactic to me insofar as I thought she might actually do something in a fight. But mm. she didn't do very she, um, she helped. Uh, she helped uh, Faputa 
get away from that big dragon turbaned gla- dragon glider. What are they called? The pointy thing. The big giraffe. Yeah, the big yeah, the dragon giraffe. Yeah. Yeah, she helped. Um, she helped her get away from that when it was oh. about to eat her. All right, something. Yeah, that could be true. They're fucking uh, fishing pole. Yeah, her and Bailoff roll up. They roll up and they're like, bitch, get yeah. out the yeah, way. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I thought something really badass was going to happen, but Bailoff just, you know, memory farted on Africa <laughs> and died. <laughs> and Nanachi just kind of ran in a different direction. I love that his ultimate move was a memory fart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Suicidal memory fart. (laughs) Can you imagine if you're playing Pokemon? (laughs) (laughs) Ghastly. Pokemon farts on you. Pokemon farts on your Pokemon. Your Pokemon is full of memories. It remembers its past lives. It feels very sad. Pokemon disabled for the next two turns. Sell it, man. Sell it. For how much we're laughing, this show is so serious, though. Yeah. Mm. It's heavy. It's heavy. Um, yeah, I felt, uh, yeah, let's talk about Faputa, mm-hmm. who is also so interesting as the embodiment of, um, Value. young mother stumps wishes mm-hmm. and, and Faputa's revenge is really, uh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the beginning of the series, um, I kind of understood why, uh, Fapita would have been born with all of this like hatred for the people because um, of all of the shit that we find out. But towards the end, I was kind of like, I don't know if Iramui would ever have wished that much ill on somebody. Like, yeah, she had a lot yeah. of struggle and strife, like bearing these children that obvi- that will never be alive, that she can never like mother specifically. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that child would have wished that on people, Faputa, at least the, the revenge that Faputa um, had. Hmm. But maybe, I don't know. I was struggling with that. I was like, would she really have been that vengeful? But maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't think the mother, I don't think young mother stuff would have been that vengeful herself. I think I think the revenge part was largely a uh, a Fapita, mm. like her her personal wish. I mean, I, I know she interpreted it as mm-hmm. being the fulfillment of her mom's wish, but I, I think that was her personal wish. Mm. Mm. Could just be like the duality of of human beings too. Like there's the good, and then there's the evil, and Fapita represents maybe the evil side. Yeah, and and so that's that's an interesting dynamic to bring up because I think that's also applicable to the creation of the third sage. Mm. You know, they say the third sage gets created by the young mother stump based on uh, the redhead girl's thoughts. Mm-hmm. What's her name? V- v- Vitero? Vuerco. 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 Yeah, the, the third sage gets created from Vuerco's thoughts, you know, from Vuerco's, you know, negativity, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, that, that it was the embodiment of 
where it goes because it's it's supposed to be like a, a hollow embodiment of where it goes rapist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it's this culmination of all this negativity but it is used in a positive context right mm-hmm. it's used as a protector of the village mm-hmm. yes uh funny how that plays out i guess hmm yeah, I feel like the show is much about trauma too, right? And just like childbirth. Yes, definitely. And how uh, past trauma gets passed down from generation to generation. Um, and yes. I think, and sometimes that can be misdirected. The anger and vengefulness towards mm. a group of people can be uh, mm. focused in the wrong place. Mm. And and Fapita kind of comes to that realization. She eventually makes her way into the village, starts slaughtering the hollows, then pauses because suddenly she's full of memory fart. And then she, I don't know, reflects on her mother's life and emotional journey and feels like, oh, actually, I don't need to slaughter all these people. But then she kills them all anyway. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) That is very true. Um, so she didn't even uh, know about her mother until yeah. she got memory farted on. Yeah. And, and then she now found out the, the entire story. So she didn't know the whole story up until yeah. that point, but then still does it anyway. Yeah. And I, I kind of understand the, uh, I kind of understand the emotional difference, but this was something that made me feel like I'd, I need to watch this a second time so I can better understand a little bit of the emotional nuance that's going on. Because she starts, yeah, she starts slaughtering the hollows and Reg tries to stop her. Mm-hmm. Then she stops slaughtering the hollows and starts killing the wild animals. Because the wild animals are killing the hollows and she doesn't want outside parties interfering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Reg shows up and says, oh, it was wrong of me to stop you from slaughtering the hollows. But I I didn't really quite understand. I think Reg was pretty weak this this season. Yeah. I don't think a lot of his actions make sense. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. This is why I felt like I need to watch some of these final episodes a second time so I could better understand what what Riggs, you know, thought process was emotional flow of emotions yeah. was through this because I and he I, I, I he was too nice. He's like, oh, I'm so nice. Like I don't, I I can't go against nice you. Guy. And I'm like, oh, whatever. He's a Come nice on. guy. He's yeah. just a nice guy. He's trying to retain his memories from the past. So maybe he, yeah. because of that, maybe he felt conflicted or like didn't know if, because ultimately mm. he led to the village's destruction by taking uh, Fapta's arm. He, he, he like, he had to have some sort of yeah. reasoning or realization that by bringing that arm in there, he was helping her mm. and brought the demise, you know, it's like brought the demise of the village. So uh, maybe he's, mm. Maybe you're not so nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, he, he tells Fapita that I, I shouldn't have stopped you from slaughtering all of these, all the hollows. Be, is this because he feels that Fapita's revenge is justified? 
That's kind of how I read it in the moment. Mm. And then I don't know. He does this weird thing where where he'll say a sentence and then comment about himself after he has said the sentence. Like it, he did it multiple times. It would be mm. like uh, um, he said irredeemable a lot. Mm. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and, what? <laughs> but Fapito winds up, he, she eats all the, like, she kills all the hollows anyway. Mm-hmm. She just eats them all rather than slaughtering them. So and some of them, like, some of them fulfill uh, their own desires by killing in themselves. Like, because of the, because, uh, the village is breaking down. Parts of the outside are um, seeping in, like the membrane. Yeah. So yeah. they're kind of like fulfilling their last wish until um, until the they ultimately just like crumble into pieces. Right. So there are a couple of people that like help um, help them along on the journey to get Nanachi and Reg and Rico out of the yeah. village before it comes. So those people, I feel like. Um, you know, the last like what handful of people, those people didn't really get eaten. They were kind of like meant to serve where um Fapita in in keeping people safe. Well, Fapita eats them to gain power. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a circle it's like um, a circle then, because the the, the original I mean, she No, Sorry, just well just the original uh sages or whatever the um the, the ganja ate the babies so now she's eating like a manifestation or like a rebirth of those so it's like a circle mm. in that she's eating that it, it's the same thing mm. right ultimately well I, I was i was thinking that she was on she didn't have enough power to fight the wild animals so she calls all the hollow remaining hollows oh yeah and then she's standing in front of them and is like i'm going to call upon you to you know do what is the the morally correct thing to do mm-hmm. you know all you should all sacrifice yourself to me and then she eats all like they're all like okay you know we agree and then she eats all of them to gain physical power to go fight the wild animals but at a certain point, I felt like, why are you still fighting the wild animals? Like, why are you, why do you, and, but I, I understood the emotional difference of, you know, she's like, she's not slaughtering the hollows out of anger. She's eating them out of utility. Necessity. Yeah. Out of yeah. necessity, arguably. Yeah. So I, I understand how this is different and, um, this shows a a moment of emotional change, if not growth, in Paputa. I just thought it was, I don't know, awkward that it was the same outcome either way. Like, all the hollow is still dead. But then they were all going to die anyway because the, of the, the village itself dying. Maybe it was about choosing making deci- making the decision because Verco yeah. was the one that was like, oh, I haven't been able to make a decision my entire life. And this is like the one thing that I have made my decision on. Um, sure. So maybe that, it was, um, yeah. it was like redemption, like self redemption, like, Oh yeah. Like you wanted to eat me out of revenge, but now you know the whole picture. So now it's not out of revenge. It's out of utility and I'm offering myself to you instead of you taking it from me. Yeah. 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 
There's some truth to that. Because they were they were like, here you go. Here's my hand. A slice. Yeah. (laughs) Here's my other hand. This is a slice. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. Ew. (laughs) Y'all gross. What the heck? Well, to me, to me, the number one most gross and most tragic moment that really appalled me, it made me feel bad, was watching you know, Vorko run up those stairs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Made him miss love stairs. I did I not it. see that coming. Me either. And I clearly she didn't see it either. I mean, she ran up those stairs and then her whole fucking body started disintegrating into a pile of mush, you know, into a pile of, of flesh mush. And she was like, oh, yeah, I've been underground for 150 years. I forgot that there was a curse that made it so you couldn't go up, you know, <laughs> couldn't go steps. upstairs. You know? Yeah. It's just like in the third movie when that happens to, uh, ah. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember their name. Midi. Oh yeah, of course. Midi. Yeah. But that whole like the whole with the chains on the stairwell, it's like oh I don't ever want to go up a pair of stairs again. <laughs> like that. They got a chain on it. Yeah. I'm t- another nah. way. Taking the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Uh also uh I thought it was really interesting with Fopta's performance. So the uh the Voice actor Misaki Kuno lost her voice during the recording of like the last mm. ten or eleven, the last two episodes. Yeah. Oh, they were screaming mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can believe. Can you imagine the endurance of re- yeah. you know screaming that entire time, yelling. Yeah. yeah. How many takes it took? Probably. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. I can believe it. I felt bad that Reg didn't remember Faputa. Was, and uh, apparently too. he loves all the fluffy all the fluffy girls. <laughs> he loves fluffy girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh continues to be interesting. Yeah, like what is Reg's you know? Oh, what about Reg's Reg, glow up? Reg got a glow up this season. Reg got too. a glow up from Pushka's whistle. Yeah, and the, the stone people, as they they call the white whistles. I thought that that was very interesting. Mm. Reg showing up speaking the old timey language and his name's already Reg, which clearly to me that that seems you know, they never say this. To me it seems clear that the only reason he would be called Reg is because Liza named him Mm. and Rico named him Reg because they have the memory. They both have the memory of the dog. Mm. You know, this is, this is a common memory between Liza and, and Rico. So to me, this, I, I felt like this was a big hint about Reg's backstory, which they kind of allude to in season one, that, that Reg probably knows Eliza, has some relationship to Eliza, just doesn't remember it. Now I mm. feel like uh, they, they must have some kind of, relationship and and he said he refers to a mentor and in his initial conversation with Paputa he says you know my mentor says blah 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 Mm -hmm. I think Liza was Reg's mentor that Liza discovered Reg and kind of brought him to life and was like I'm going to name you Reg you know and then started like introducing him to the world because he was dysfunctional in some kind of way or broken in some kind of way same way that Paputa saves Gabu Gozo do you think that Liza has something to do with all of the other interference units as well? No, I don't. Personally, I don't think so. No. no. Where do you think they come from? I don't know. I want to know. 
mm-hmm. they were very interesting. You know, our, our guy, Gabugozo, Gabba Gabba Hey, he was Gabagoon, Gabagoon, Gabaganoose. <laughs> uh, that guy was cool. Yeah. You know, that was one cool robot. And I mm-hmm. loved the, the short but sweet emotional arc of Paputa and Gabaganoose. <laughs> Gabaganoose. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this version of you. I love <laughs> the tired Dan, the tired Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that at least um, Faputa experienced some kind of like parental bond with something on yeah. her t- in her time in in the village because that's ultimately what I feel like Iramui wanted for her in the end, anyway. She wanted yeah, this ultimate truth. immortal child that can feel all of the things that they didn't get to feel when they were alive. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for the next season. Like, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, are they going to explore the rest of the se- six layer or are they going down? Like, I want to know. Well, they're, they're going no, down. No, don't tell. <laughs> they're going down? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more. There's more that happens in this layer, but they're definitely mm. going down. Yeah, I'm That's like, okay, so headed. if Itamui was the only like safe haven of this city, like <laughs> they can't stay here for too long. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. monsters is gonna come. Yeah, they. And, uh, and then, so what actually was the Golden City? <laughs> yeah, I think we still don't know. Okay, because I was wondering because I feel like they came to the sixth layer and it was there. They were calling it the Golden well, City. It's City Ruins. City Ruins. Got it. Okay, because then they were all inside Edom Yui and that was also very golden. So I was right. like, I don't. Oh, yeah. It's like a, a, uh, a the, the city uh, of Atlantis, sort of what they're going for. Yeah, yeah. There's, mm. there's, yeah, they, they come. Yeah, they come across a city in ruins. Mm. Yeah, with the color scheme, I guess. I I don't know if it's the golden city, but it is a city with a golden color scheme that's in ruins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what what did it use to, what kind of city was it before it was ruins? That's a great question. And and the interference units, I feel like they got the answer, or they should have the answer. You know, their origin is probably within the city ruins, I feel like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh. All the, humanity the was, allude- was spawned from this. This is the cradle of of humanity. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was the answer. <laughs> uh, they they allude to the idea that there's interference units on every layer of the abyss, but I don't think we've seen any evidence of that before the sixth layer. Hmm. We just saw Reg on the first one. Yeah. Well, right, yeah, we we see Reg, but Reg, uh, yeah, maybe Reg's a little bit of an exception. Mm-hmm. The interf- the the Gabaganoush tells him that he's a little bit of an exception. Mm-hmm. So, so you're you're able to the interference units can't go from layer to layer, but you can go layer to layer. How about Reg's belly button getting poked through? Oh yeah, that, that would <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah. Fuck. Or when when Faputa is like, oh, I can't harm you from the outside, so I'll harm you from the inside, and like shoves a chunk of I don't Starts know, like thrusting fingernail. Yeah, just like thrusts a chunk of herself. Yeah, that was weird. Reg, <laughs> and is like holding him, holding him vertically. Yeah, like, 
That was like little Ooh. explosions or some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I really. Rang's like, don't ever do that again. Yeah, that fucking hurt. <laughs> do do that. Yeah. Yeah. This must be some yeah. some of the mangas, mangaka's uh, own weird obsession Nightmare. with like yeah or nightmares, <laughs> just odd oddities that come through. Like, oh, this is just a normal just story, a but shit. now they're gonna stick a fingernail in his belly button. Or like she's gonna stick Literally. her head down his pants to make sure it's the same person. See, yeah, oh, you smell like you like, smell like Reg. Yeah, it's like that song, "Smell Your Dick." <laughs> How about when the uh, the um, the stone carver says, "Oh, I love working on on uh, Prushko's whistle." I climax. Yeah, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? I wrote that down too because I was. As I that. I was like, what do you mean? Y'all fucking nasty. <laughs> Y'all nasty. Okay. Yeah. Ew, what? Uh, the uh the the whistle chipper was an interesting character. <laughs> uh, I love that he was the building itself. He like at one point just stands up to fight the weird colony mm. Oh like, yeah. Actually, he's fucking huge. He's a goddamn giant. You know, he clonks the colony animal with, with a hammer and gets annihilated. It felt bad. Felt bad when the colony animal was just just murking all these hollows left and right. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, why are the hollows putting themselves through this? Well, okay, so we're watching um uh, the last episode this morning before recording, um, and Stephen goes. At the moment when like Fapita has like then um, she like transforms herself and then all of the uh, babies turn white and then they she forces them back into the earth. Stephen was like, "All right, cool. Now you just like ejaculated on your mother." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel was like made an abyss. What the fuck? Mm. It's what our horny ass mangakas into. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> it's, it's made its through a through. And I wonder if he had any role in uh the season. You know, did he have any say in what went through, what didn't he go through? Hmm. He's like, Yeah, they need to say that part about the climax. That's important. Yeah. <laughs> the lolly must stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that the giant lizard giraffes or dragon giraffes gave a shit about the characters. Insofar as uh, they're physically huge, why do they care about tiny ass things running around on the ground? Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing. If it's if it's not for territory, then what is it? What's their yeah. motivation I mean, to start killing? Right. You think of it, well, they. So another thing that I was thinking about towards the end they make the point earlier on that the giant dragon giraffes are hyper aggressive and hyper territorial so they don't get along with each other then later on yeah we see two of the dragon giraffes and made me feel like i thought they were supposed to not get along with. i thought that this smaller one was maybe a baby of sorts Mm. Well, okay, that's fair. I never considered the idea that maybe they were, you know, male and female partnered, or maybe they were parent and child mm. in some way. But that that is feasible. Yeah, that would make sense. That's a good thought. That would fit into the story. 
parent and child. Yeah. Oh, if it's parent child, then we can say, well, look how deep I mean, the abyss is. There's so many different parent child relationships. <laughs> it's so deep. We, we haven't, we haven't really talked too much, if, if at all, about the black forms, the, 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 the souls of the children that yeah. are like blobs with eyes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, kind of, I kept thinking about Miyazaki's work and how mm. he uses slimy text, like creatures to, um, slimy inky things. Yeah. They're, they're interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that ultimately were taking the value of something and turning it into coins. Like, yes. <sighs> Yeah, the uh, the balancing system balancing, is yeah. quite scary. Federal Reserve. And when, as a Federal yeah. Reserve. <laughs> uh, as Amelia pointed out, when they take Mania a second time and then other hollows get balanced, it was like, did you not see what happened to your friend like, last episode? Like, why literally. are you doing this again? I was like, y'all just learned your lessons? Fuck. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're in a dark qu- corner. Like you're, it's, it comes for you no matter where you are. Yeah. yeah. Idiots. I guess some people just can't help themselves. Also, what is your what is what is their obsession with Menya? Like for real? What's, what? Why this one? There's so many other tiny small creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Irumui's pet who gets killed. Yeah. Now that. that that shook me when, when she adopts the pet and then the pet gets eaten. I was like, oh, that's pretty, that's gnarly. That's, that's mm-hmm. quite sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, like go into the pet store and you get a rabbit, your first rabbit. And then like a wild dog attacks the rabbit and kills it. Yeah. Eats it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just sad. And then they make a necklace out of its bones and couldn't decide if that was kind of morbid or if that was, Sweet. I thought it was cute. <laughs> it's cute. Okay. Yeah. I guess it was sweet then. Yeah. I was like, oh, now she gets to carry it with her everywhere. Truth. And it's not any more morbid yeah. than taxidermy. People's pets. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <sighs> yeah. I uh, I had my first pet was a pet goldfish that I won at the school fair when I was in elementary school. I, I had this fish uh, named Goldie for oh, that's five, five or six years. Um, Do you want to know? <laughs> no, go ahead. It, it grew pretty big, you know, five or six years. Turned out to be a pretty reasonably large goldfish. When it passed away, I, I buried it in my parents' backyard and planted a pine tree over it that I also got at uh, some elementary school that... Um, and yeah, that pine tree is still there. You know, it keeps Aww. growing up and up. I've been watching it grow my whole life. It just keeps on growing. That's mm. cute. Mm-hmm. My first pet's name was Blackie, and guess what he was? A blackfish. A black lab. Oh, cool, <laughs> Blackie. Cute. <laughs> we too planted a tree out in our backyard when he passed, and put yeah. a cute, a cute little like um a uh, plaque. With his name all in, engraved in it and stuff. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, my first pet was a parakeet named Peck. Oh, cute. Mm. Okay. We're all so mm. creative. <laughs> so <laughs> literal. <children. laughs> are, are parakeets the type that live forever, like a parrot? They're not supposed... They told us 
I remember they telling us when we went to the pet store that it would live for like a year or two. The motherfucker lived like five or six years. Oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Okay. <laughs> My mom was like, "Is it ever good. gonna die?" You took good- <laughs> yeah, she took good care of it. Had a long, fulfilling life, full of joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trick is to let it fly out in your living room in your house when your parents aren't there. And then put it back when they get home, before they get home. That's a oh. trick to long life. Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> All right, my final thoughts. Made in Abyss Season 2. Perfect. Perfect score. I don't know. I, I think I gave it a 9. I gave it a 10 because I was like, yeah, even though there are some flaws in it, um, like the first episode... And, like, I couldn't tell whether they were inside the village or outside the village. Like, what the fuck, where they were fighting in the village? I don't know. But I feel like the amount of effort and world building and character writing and plot-driven, emotionally charged moments kind of, like, outweigh any negative feelings that I have towards it. Or any kind of, like, uh, things that I'm confused about still. Yeah. I love it. I love Made in Abyss uh, so much, even though it plays with my emotions and my tear strings. But I'll keep coming back every single time. Yes, definitely. I I realize it's going to be a while until season three, but Mm -hmm. uh, I can't wait. This Season two, 10 out of 10 modern masterpiece. One of the best in the game right now. uh, This is one of these moments in history to be able to watch such a show in real time. Mm -hmm. Same as Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. It's uh, truly a a blessed time to live in in some ways. Yeah, I think I think I would change my I think after like going back to what we were talking about and rewatching things and then having a fresh perspective, I'm sure we would go back and change the scores if we could or in our mind of what we would give it originally. But I think this show, like watching it a second time, I thought it was better than the first time around. Mm-hmm. So, oh, so it, it, me might as well. another, it might need a point, a point boost <sighs> because of that. A sense it's, uh, I, I, I second that sentiment because, and even, I would even say, watch it in dub. Mm. I think the dub is great. And mm. I don't say that. I don't mm. say that. I don't say that about dubs, but I think the dub is amazing. I think the second language in the dub is so much, uh, more, I don't say better, but like, you can just like take it all in in the dub. So I meant to ask you mm-hmm. where you watched it because I couldn't. I didn't see the option to change the language on High Dive. So um, I watched. I think up until the um, the episode where they go back in time to the first settlement. Um, up until that point is dubbed, and you can change it in the like settings. It'll be du- it'll have like English mm. cast, um, but after that, it's all still in um, Japanese. Oh, got it. Because it's like not caught up yet, so they're still dubbing it. I must have gotten past that part of the, sh- I, you know, reached past that episode then. Yeah, I was thinking that when um, I was telling you that I was watching it like that because I didn't realize that they hadn't finished dubbing it. I figured I forgot that it's like months behind mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I think you had already gotten past that point in your rewatch. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. I'm gonna watch it all again. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it all again when the time comes. 
Uh, Made in Abyss is Otaku Host Club approved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, next we gotta get into Evangelion, get ready for Evangelion 4.44 coming to theaters in December. Yeah. Oh my god, there's. I have to watch I, so much Evangelion. I know, that's why I say that, actually. <laughs> yeah, just keep reminding me. It. Yeah, just keep reminding me. Just like text me once a week, and I'll be like, oh, fuck yeah, that's right. Did you watch Evangelion this week? <laughs> What's the official date? November or something? 12th, 11th? December 11th. December 11th. Oh my it's God. like December 6th, 8th, and 11th, I think. <laughs> I was like, if it's November, it's not happening, sis. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, check out um, our Chainsaw Man episodes. Um, you can hit up the Discord or Instagram or Twitter to know when those will be dropping. Um, links for our Discord, our Discord, <laughs> our Discord, our Instagram, our Twitter are in the show notes of this episode and every single episode, as well as on our website at otakuhostclub.com. Um, thank you, everybody, for supporting the show on our Patreon, patreon.com slash otakuhostclub. And uh, if you would like to support our show and get early access episodes and... Uh, special, super special bonus episodes and our pre-show. Uh, that is where to do it. If you subscribe to the Platinum Mad tier, you could be just like Francis, Francis, Alex, <laughs> and Johnny C. Hmm. Wait, I got, I got one last question. Uh, what would your hollow body be like? Who's trying to embody your, your desires? Oh, I hope... I hope it's closer to like Fapita, but like with really long hair, really long hair. Yeah, what What is your desire? Extra legs or something <laughs> uh, instead of extra arms oh. and very cute ears. Hmm. Yeah. And maybe more like a, um, like the slime girl, like the slime girl's face more uh-huh. like, mm, like mm, big eyes, big wide set eyes. What is your desire? Oh, I'm no, no, <laughs> but I was thinking about what I would look like if I went into, into this, and then it could be half, it could be two tones. So one part can be a different color, yeah. the other part can be another color. That'd be cool. Hmm. Horns, I would want horns. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, mm. that's such a hard. Yeah, I don't know. I got it. It's kind of hard to be uh, <laughs> objective about it because I'm like, well. <laughs> I like this thing, but someone may see me as I feel like these are kind of like sins in a way. Like so, I don't know, my sloth maybe. I don't know. I desire mm. solitude, so I would be a a black hole. Hmm. You would be like that. You would be with lots of arms, so guy. you can play eight video games at once. <laughs> maybe over here on this one, and then over here on this one. Mm-hmm. Or I have this, I kind of see you as an interference unit, and I want to um I want to spike necklace like Vuerco. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll draw all of us. Yeah, that'd be cool. What's yours, Dan? What's yours? I think my value or my desire would be for people to love me. And my you would be ma. <laughs> Yeah, I might be some like big cuddly thing. Yeah, big hairy cuddly thing. Hmm. Big fuzzy cuddly thing. Hmm. 
I feel like my desire would be like for adventure or something. So I would need I would need like the equip the bodily equipment to do that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Nanachi points out or, or has a, a theory about Wazukyan's end goal, if I understood this correctly, was to get Rico in possession of a an egg to use it. An egg and use it to Save become of yeah, well thought it was to use it to become a village herself. Yeah. Like in the same way that Emu Yuri, um. Yuri did. But I didn't again that made me feel like I gotta rewatch this a second time so I can better understand what exactly was going on. And Wazukyan doesn't say that when they challenge him about it. He he doesn't say that was his goal. I kind no, of forget. He plays it cool. Yeah, and I forget what exactly he says his goal is. But he he says that he sees misery in the future for our team of heroes. Enrico says, "Nah, nah, because I'm the best adventurer. We're just gonna adventure to the bottom." Uh. Yeah. That's how I picture Rico in my mind. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We'll We'll catch you you next week. Yes. Next week. Good night. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Don't scar, eh? I see.